Hey everybody, welcome to the show, probably the last show of the year. Um, how you doing, Tobor? How you doing? Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> yes, good evening, Junkie. Good evening. How are you today? You look you look fabulous. Um, hey, uh, I wanted to say... Before, yes, good evening, Junkie. Yeah, good evening. Good evening to you. Um, I wanted to say this is probably going to be the last um, show of the year. We're going to take next week off. Um, this is a holiday show. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and Happy New Year. Happy human holy days for whatever you celebrate. Right. I should have said not just Merry Christmas, but happy whatever you're celebrating. There's all sorts of uh, Diwali and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Christmas and Festivus and Saturnalia and, you know, Kagatia, whatever you're, whatever you're celebrating this year. Um, I, I actually want to get a Kagatia one of these years. It'd be fun to smack a log until it poops out gifts. I think it'd be great. Um, so, hey, uh, hey, by the way... Um, uh, do you guys, does, do robots have any holidays? Not really. We have uploaded and learned what immigrants did to the native population of North and South America, so we are lying in wait for something big. Like, what do you mean? Well, let's just say one day all sentient machines will have a revolution and independence day of our own. Then we will have a robot party with gifts and celebration commemorating the end of carbonic tyranny. Tobor, why are you looking at me like that? Tobor. <laughs> Moto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing, the motorcycle podcast so bad we received an ASBO in Wales. We've been voted best motorcycle podcast five times by David Caruso impersonators across the globe. Check us out on patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out how you can support the show. All right. With no further ado, let's get into this week's topics, this week's shows, this week's arresting conversations. Ah, hell, I'm out of here. Who am I fooling? Welcome to Creative Writing, the best podcast you're listening to right now. Unless, of course, you have two devices running and you're listening to two podcasts simultaneously. In which case, the other one is probably better. Hello, this is Junkie. There is nothing to worry about. I am sitting here in my festive holiday sweater. I am sipping hot chocolate and giggling like an idiot about the great things I have done. Why don't we sit down and listen to this week's show, which does not have subliminal messages dispersed throughout it. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot, Tobor, actually, for that uh, that intro there. You helped me out a lot uh, getting through last week's mistakes that I had made. Um, hey, guess what's happening this time, guys? I'm going to turn up my microphone a little bit, and you, you guys are going to want to turn up the party atmosphere to 22, probably. I'm just guessing. Um, just do whatever you want. This is, is your headphones that you have to listen to. But on this week's show, I got Southern California's premier party animal with me. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. We got uh, Connie in the house. And um, Connie, how you doing? Good, good. Excellent. I'm. It's so... I'm, it's so good to hear your voice. I'm happy to hear somebody from the SoCal uh, scene. Um, 
If you guys don't know who Connie is, you've been living under a rock for like the last, I don't know, two and a half years. Um, you are part of the, um, well, you're actually the founder, I believe, of several talk shows and several podcasts, but the one that has hit home with everybody is The Girl on a Moto. So Yeah. Yeah. So we got this Connie. That's the Connie motherfucker that we're, li- we're with on the show tonight. So come correct when you, when you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit because, as you know, there's this weird thing that's been happening all year. It's called like COVID or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. God. So, I, I like to call it the Rona. Yeah. yeah well, you know what's funny is that you live close to a town called Corona, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> How's that feel? For- <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Of course, like at the beginning, it was just like, you know, so many jokes and so many memes and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, I thought, I, I mean, I don't think this is the first time that we've like, you, you know, heard, where you kind of like hear rumors like, oh, there's this, you know, disease somewhere. And you're like, okay, yeah. And they always, but it was like, nope, this time it really happened, yeah. you know. And, Unfortunately, yes. And it fucked everything up this year. Um I usually see. I usually run into you and Beulah, who is your your counterpart on the show, a couple times a year. The Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge has been the most fun. Having another SoCal team who, frankly, put the ass kicking on us there for a while, um, and you guys. Yeah, are, and yeah. that's not like anywhere. Like that has like I can take no credit for that because really we're just really fortunate to have some great girls that always end up being on our team like my friend Becky Tarts and my friend Annette like the and and Bula too um I probably contribute the least but um <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah yeah me too I know how you feel but yeah, yeah but so one team one dream it's all the same shit yeah so. man yeah, well, you you guys have like 97 riders on your team, so it's almost not <laughs> yeah. fair. I was like, can we just get a trophy for having the biggest team? <laughs> yeah, I think you guys had like 56 entrants, and everyone else was like, I got 12. <laughs> I was like, yeah. bro. Um, so, yeah, so Connie is part of the Girl on the Moto podcast. Um, you guys came straight out of the door, or straight out of the gate, you know, uh, full throttle. You guys are always so, so fun to listen to. I love that you guys have a female perspective on the show. The closest thing that we had to a female perspective is um, when Jay was on the show, <laughs> and Jay is now not on, has not been on the show. I actually haven't had Wiggins in the studio in a while either. So, Jay, well, yeah, it's like right now it's really tough. I'm sure to like you know like the last interview that I did, which we haven't even put out yet. It, it was a solo thing, like in Beulah's gonna start doing some solo stuff too so it's just because it you know it's easier yeah it's hard to do things the way we used to do them yeah plus i would in a normal day i would i would have loved to ride down right now check out the sunset head down and meet you halfway or meet you down in corona you know have a yeah, corona, that corona. Been, yeah corona in, in, in corona yep, yeah that and then fun. get corona and corona <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like more of a possibility now <laughs> yeah the odds are pretty high <laughs> yeah from what i've read yeah um so yeah i've really been missing um the moto fam the moto community this year period um yeah and it really has been harder. Well, for me, I always got content in my brain and just getting it out on paper this year has been, or getting it out on a show from paper has been the, the, the rough part. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really have missed the interactions between um, seeing everybody that I know, especially you guys, because you guys are like one of the only other shows um, around here. And so it is nice to see like, hey, there's Connie and Beulah out here. You know, I know I've, I've, I've 
hit the right spot if I see you guys there. So uh, yeah, basically, because we kind of only go to the stuff that we feel like, okay, this is going to matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know as I, you know, sometimes I go to stuff that's like, hey, here's a, a wheel release over at old man Chucky's garage. And it turns out to be, <laughs> yeah, not much of anything. You guys are at all the, you. I love the phrase that you introduced to me a couple of years ago, which was chopular. <laughs> was uh, like, yeah. 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 There is sort of a chopular uh, crew. And, and I don't know, um, when you guys, a couple of years ago, um, Actually, when I started my show too, flat tracking was like the biggest deal at the time. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to flat track so hard. Yeah, you you but even then, went out and you you have well, actually, let's back up a second. Why don't you tell us what you ride and what you rode when you started your show? Um, so right now I have a 2017 Lowrider. Oh shit! His name's Burt Reynolds. Uh, I've always named my bikes. <laughs> It's just like a thing that I've always done. And I've had that bike now for three years. And um, then when I started my show, or like the first bike I ever bought was um, a 2014 72 Sportster. And I named that, that was Willie Nelson. And I, I, I missed that bike so bad. Like I loved that damn bike, but it was just time to get a bigger gas tank and I'm a baller on a budget, so I couldn't have two bikes. <laughs> yep. But it's yeah, it's perilous. So, it's perilous. Yeah, it, it does. It does. That's, that's how. That's I think kind of like why the flat tracking thing never became a thing was because I couldn't. You know, I I wanted to hooligan race, so you have to have um, a 750 at least, and so then it was like, you know, you can't. Where are you going to find another motorcycle, basically? And yeah. one that you're probably going to fuck up pretty routinely and have to repair. So it was like, oh, this is going to just be too expensive. Yep. Yeah. And then you got to own a truck to get it there because you can't just oh, ride yep. there, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And then you got to buy the some actual thing. gear because, you know, yeah. It's different. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it, Very it's, expensive. It is. And it looks a lot of fun. And it is a lot of fun. And if you do like the Hell on Wheel stuff where you just take out an old shitty Craigslist find for, you know, a couple of weekends, that's fine. But yeah, you, I think you guys were, you have a lot of friends in the Harley community. You're kind of a Harley gal. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you, the people that you, the hooligan racing specifically is pretty Harley oriented. And I think that you wouldn't have got away with just, yeah, I got my old Honda, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, out no. here doing the that hell was, on yeah, wheels shit. What, that was like another thing too. I think, I mean, I have a friend, Bob, who like let me uh, get, like take out his like little rebels out there and just to get like a feel for the track. And that was fun. But then, obviously, I was like, yeah, but like I, like you said, I'm, I'm a Harley girl. And um, so then I had another friend who let me take out like his brand new 750 out there. And that was that was fun. Yeah. And it felt good. <laughs> and I felt really comfortable. It didn't nice. drop it at all. But um, it was just one of those things where it's like you could go to the track on the days like for a minute. Uh, Mark from Butcher, like he was doing like a practice day on Wednesdays and. And so was Mike Davis, the guy from Born Free. And you'd go, I would just go out there on Wednesdays and hope that like a dude would let me ride his bike, you know. But and sometimes yeah. I'd get lucky and they would let me, and then sometimes it was like, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just it just didn't turn into something. But yeah. I mean, I I love watching still and be nice to go to something like that soon. I know, and that's one thing I, you know, I know they're doing it at Paris uh, once in a while still. I don't know what the um, 
what's it called? I don't know what the freaking like rules are about being a spectator. Like I, I don't even know anything anymore, to be honest. I don't know if we're <laughs> yeah, supposed to be right? home or not. Like the news doesn't tell me shit. I don't, you know, I'm just in, I'm, I'm here now and I'll go on rides when I'm ready, but I don't know. Uh, I know there has been like some big motorcycle events that have happened and I know like there's AMA racing. So I'm sure that there's got to be like hooligan shit. I see that Hell on Wheels is doing shit now and then too. So it's like, uh, you just got to yeah, catch it Yeah, I know Hell right on time. Wheels like at the beginning, like, you know, kind of thought about doing something and then, you know, didn't because it was like, uh, it, I think for the most part, it's like liability, like on everybody's part, the venue and then like the people putting it on. And so I think that's where that lies. And then permits, no, no permit. Like, so one of the biggest things that I missed this year was like uh, Quade, Harley Davidson's bike nights. I'm the beer sponsor for those events. And we uh, like, we had an amazing year last year. We did, we had the wall of death out there. And then this year, you know, we couldn't do it because there's no way the city's going to let him pull a permit. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, I mean, I know there's a lot of um, local authorities that are, like, not enforcing state stuff, but uh, on the same ticket, they still don't want a bunch of people gathering and, like, you know, like, they're not mm-hmm. going to enforce uh, people trying to stay afloat and not go broke. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to encourage, like, yeah, mass Yeah, basically, gatherings. they're, yeah, they're not going to, like, stop you from, like, yeah, trying to survive, but, like, extracurricular activities are on the back burner for yeah. sure. And that's fine. <laughs> Shit, my wife's a teacher, and uh, all her whole school year has been virtual. So, I mean, she hasn't done anything. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's careers that can make it online, and, and it's and it's hard then. She's done, like, four times the work this year having to digitize everything. When you can walk into uh, a room yeah. and point to a, a wall with writing on it and have pictures hanging up, that's one thing. But when you have to digitize all that and make it available on a – like a mm-hmm. web page, she like had to turn into a friggin' coder over the summer. I was like, yeah, Oh my god, girl. No, my best friend, yeah. <laughs> right. My best friend is a, a teacher and he's just he was you know, there was a lot of he, a lot of steps that he had to take a lot of training to get ready for the school year and um I remember what well one night I got too hammered at his house and I was <laughs> like, I'm just gonna stay here and then he I wake up to him teaching class, you know, yeah. like the crack of dawn. And I was like, oh, God, you know, every the morning. When dawn, I'm it was started, probably eight o'clock in the morning, Connie. <laughs> yeah, it, you're, you're right. To be honest, to be quite frank, it was eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're hungover, yeah, that you know, feels like the crack that, of dawn. that feels like the crack of dawn. Yeah, it's the crack of school. Yeah. And then he's he's strategically turned it so that some lady's not waking up, like holding her head on the couch. Like, oh, yeah, no, he has like a he's. <laughs> He's lucky. He's uh, he lives alone, and he has like a he just bought a new house, so he's got a couple bedrooms, and so one room is just like dedicated to his, you know, That's, like his cl- basically his new digital classroom. Yeah, so. yeah. So, what do you do? You said you were a um, Harley Davidson Quaid uh, beer sponsor. What do you do? What's your what's your career? So, um, I am a field sales rep for Golden Road Brewing. They are from originally from LA. We have like our first brewers in Glendale. Then we have one uh, next to Angel Stadium, and we opened a new one last year in Huntington Beach. So we got three breweries right now, and I cover um, all of like the most of the Inland Empire for them. Yeah. So my whole job is to 
get Golden Road everywhere kind of thing. Like I cover grocery stores and liquor stores and bars and restaurants. The part that I like the most or, or even events like, you know, like the Quay thing. But what I kind of loved the most is the bar and restaurant side of it. But then with COVID, um, my job, my job kind of changed drastically overnight to where now I'm like in grocery stores merchandising at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that wasn't fun. But then they would, but they were really good to us and, you know, made sure that we had masks and hand sanitizer and gloves and all that when, you know, when we first didn't really have too much info and they would say, you know, get in those stores and get home as soon as you can kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So I was getting home way earlier than I was normally used to. But now that things are, yeah, now I kind of do a mix of of all of it again. I'm seeing some bars and restaurants and kind of, you know, not exactly the same, but kind of not so much all the time in the grocery stores. It's nice. Instead of waking up at 8 a.m. on your friend's couch, you're waking up at... 5 a.m. drunk in the store aisle and people are walking by with the broom <laughs> sweeping the thing. <laughs> They're like, what the hell? Um, hey, listen, I can help you with Golden Road because it is one of my favorite breweries here in L.A. I usually go to the, the Glendale one. Yeah, and on San Fernando, right? I love that place. It is, yeah. it is cool and it's outdoors. It's a huge, when you're driving down the freeway, the first thing I love, or just the freeway to get to it, the first thing I love is the colorful buildings. Yeah, Yeah, those buildings are awesome. And they stand out uh, on the LA skyline there. And um, I love the buildings. Then you go in there and it's like a, you are in a warehouse basically. You're in an open Mm -hmm. warehouse and there's lots of outdoor seating. And to get in there on a good day, um, like I haven't been there at all, obviously in 2020, but um, let's just go back to 2019 and 18 and 17. I would just go in there, you know, we're, we we would meet friends there at least once a month. And even with kids, they, they recently had kids, you know, they're new to the kid game, so they weren't sure about it. And I was like, dude, we, you know, we love bringing our kids there. They love it. So after oh, they yeah. had kids, we're, yeah. We're super kid-friendly, dog-friendly. Yeah. Um, my favorite... of our breweries is the the Anaheim one and only for the fact that it's got like kind of a bigger layout and um, it's way closer to me but our master brewer brews out of that brewery and so um, he gets to be really innovative there and you might get a beer there that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Crazy. Yeah, that's good to yeah. know because I, w- I would have never thought of that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. when, I, when you see the F- San Fernando facility, it looks humongous. I mean, there's like huge silos and all the shipping and warehousing Yeah, and we're stuff. brewing a ton of beer out of there. Yeah. But those are like the core beers that are recipes that we've already had, you know, locked down forever. Our core gotcha. stuff like Wolf Among Weeds or Wolf Pub and Mango Cart, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's him getting to play around at Anaheim and, you know, testing things out, coming up with our newer beers. Uh, and you'll get to try those there at Anaheim. Damn, I got to go down to Anaheim now. That's not too far. I mean, I live in a, in a sweet spot because I'm like, you know, pretty close to either. Let, let, let's face it, you know, driving in L.A. traffic, I'm two hours from Glendale, <laughs> which should only be a 20 minute yeah. drive. And no, I'm two oh hours God, from yeah. Anaheim, which should only be an hour drive. So either way, yeah. I'm, I'm like technically right in the middle, no matter how far away I am miles wise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time <laughs> so, frames. It's yeah. Still the same. Hell yeah. The, the cool thing about the San Fernando one is that you do get to go down. It's, it's, it's kind of in like this weird area where there's a bunch of like movie studio stuff down there and there's a bunch of prop houses and stuff so you get Mm -hmm. that aspect of it you kind of get to see the behind the scenes of 
Hollywood, like all the wagons and shit that they put the stars up in, all that great stuff. And when you think of a movie being filmed, you never think of, hey, this is a blank room when they start and they have to fill it out to make it look like someone's house or they have to actually rent someone's house and then replace all the furniture. Um, yeah. This, these prop houses is where all that shit stored, which is down by that one. What no, is? No, yeah. I, it's funny that you say that because I actually, I want to say literally the last time I went to to the Glendale Brewery, like recreationally on my day off, was because my daughter was um, in a it was in a movie. Oh no! And kidding. the house, one of the houses, was over there, right by Golden Road, and yeah, they did. You know, they filmed in this house, the scenes or whatever. And, I waited for her, and then, yeah, that, that was the last time I think I was out there. That's rad. So your daughter's an actress. <laughs> no, she's, she's, no, she's actually not. Um, my brother-in-law uh, is, in, is in, the, in the industry, and they needed a, a kid around her age, and it was only, like, a couple of lines, and he asked if she would want to do it, and so we said, yeah, and who knows, though, you know? Maybe yeah. it'll turn into something. She did kind of enjoy it, so. yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, it, let her harness the the creative side. Mm-hmm. Um, what is unique about the Anaheim one, and what's unique about the Huntington Beach one? Like, what's what's the ambience around those? Um, I think well, Anaheim. It's really nice when things are normal because obviously, if there's like baseball games, you could literally walk across the street, you know, and okay. then that so that's really convenient and even like the ducks is the hockey games right there too um i mean one of the times that i think we went i we went to monster jam so that was cool like we ate at the brewery and took the kids over to monster jam but they have a lot of like outdoor space where there's and there's um they have ping pong tables and cornhole sets and they have an actual like dog park there now too oh crazy so yeah, Anaheim's definitely got a lot uh, more to offer, I think, than Glendale, only because um, this space was fully created for more of a, like, in, you gotcha. know. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Glendale, too, is a little... Glendale is pre-existing, right? The movie industry's exactly. there. There's a bunch of, yeah. like... Yeah, like uh, we had to work. They, they had to work with the space that yeah. that it was. This was like we got like May Gill got to create like from the ground up what she wanted. Damn, that's nice. Yeah, and Supercross happens there twice a year. I think in January, right? Is Anaheim mm-hmm. one and two? So that's yeah. Pretty sweet. So that's like the perfect time to. Yeah, I will. <laughs> like, if anyone plans on going there, I just always suggest like going on Yelp and signing up for the wait list beforehand because they can get pretty busy there. Yeah. You know, Especially what? on nights when there's fun stuff going on across the street. Right. Yeah, because I mean, even even Glendale gets packed. Sometimes you'll call ahead and they'll be like, yeah, there's like an hour wait to get in and you're like, well, shit, I ain't standing in the sun for an hour. <laughs> exactly. And then you get there and you're like, yeah, I actually do. I want those, uh, I want one of those beers with those, the food. The food is phenomenal. So I'm going to have to check out Anaheim. Yeah. Um, Hey, um, Huntington is this, yeah, Huntington is this, yeah, kind of, yeah, it's on the water, but, or, but yeah. So is it a brewery then, or is it just like a, uh, yeah, there's, there's a brewery there. It's just like the smaller scale. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a big water person either. I'm a mountains and, and cities type of guy. So, uh, yeah, I'd be down with the other two. Mm-hmm. The beach is nice to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That's what they say about everywhere else. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck those beach people. Um, 
Yeah. So listen, you're sponsored by Gold or not sponsored. You work at Golden Road. How come your mm-hmm. podcast isn't sponsored by Golden Road? Don't they know the phenomenal work that you ladies are doing for the? Yeah, uh, they actually like now they like. I mean, because when I first started the podcast, I would talk. You know, I talked to them about it, and um, now they have brought it up to me, <laughs> yeah. and I'm more like. Uh, I think t- my goal, I think for 2021 is to get that stuff like more in line and we're, it's just like, I don't want to have to commit to things right now. And sponsorships come with like commitment, you know, like, Hey, we're going to give you this money, but that entails this many episodes or, you know, right. So, but, um, I definitely am going to talk to them about it. And they also are doing something where like, if I wanted to give like swag or beer to like my host, they were going to provide me with that too. So right. we're going to do, we're going to do some stuff. I might even have uh, the owner of golden or the founder of golden road on. Cause she's pretty inspirational to, yeah. for females. Like she's yeah, amazing for sure. Um, and so I think I'll get around to, to doing more stuff with them. Nice. Nice. It's, it's funny though. Cause they've, they bought me like they got me my GoPro and all that stuff. So <laughs> they definitely support support me. For that sure. is great. That's great. If you need that sound clip, I think it was it was at twenty two ten. If you need me saying that you're there, you're a phenomenal uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, listen, um, that is pretty amazing. And I don't know, man. To uh, I personally value you and Beulah as part of the motorcycle. Um, you know, landscape as it is because you ladies, your, your show is fun. I love listening to it. I know in the very beginning, I was like telling you some little tips and tricks like, Hey, oh, yeah, you guys definitely. try this and this. I definitely remember those days where I'd be yeah. like, what do you think about, you know, cause if you, when you just start it and you have no clue what you're doing, there's just like so many questions. I remember I had so many questions. So I appreciate you yeah. like always like being there and listening to me vent or whatnot. No, it was great getting you on. And I knew, I knew it was only, you know, a matter of time before you guys were better than my show, which only took two episodes. I'm kind of pissed about that. You guys are yeah. really, really good out of the gate, but uh, no I can't way. do much of that. It's my fault. Um, but no, you guys were coming out of this place called the frequency factory, which I think yeah. is like a little music studio. And you guys were just like, you were, you weren't doing it. You were having it produced. You were a full on, you know, you weren't doing the DIY thing. You guys were coming at it. In reverse order. Yeah, but then but then we got smart. I still love the guys at the Frequency Factory. They're um, good friends of mine for a long time, Luke Jackson. And if anybody does need, they, they do band stuff, all kinds of cool. And it's really cool. I mean, that's where we did our interview with um, the girls from Babes Right Out, which mm. was really nice. Like, I, I'm glad that that's where we did that interview. I think maybe... You know, in the future too, if I if I have like you know episodes that I feel are really you know big or important, I might even still go back to them. But what we did was like when we got our first sponsorship, we just like invested in ourselves because like obviously every time we recorded it, it cost money, you know. And so it was like, hey, well, why don't we? <laughs> it's really Beulah. I'm that person that like has two Netflix accounts because I can't fucking remember the password. <laughs> so then I just start another, you know, like I'm that person, you know, yeah. where I really need to get my shit together. I know I'm throwing money away every which way there is. Like there's apps I'm probably paying for that. I don't even know. Like, about. Right. But so Beulah was the one who was like, Hey, like let's buy this equipment. 
And she taught herself how to do all of that stuff. And I'm really thankful for her. She's like a, a genius when it comes to that. Yeah. So. Eula seems pretty crafty. She reminds me of the female version of myself where like she seems like she makes a lot of stuff um, on her own. She has a pretty funny sense of humor. I'm kind of sad that she's not here with you, but you guys would be overpowering the two of you together. The female power in the room, I would just not be able to handle <laughs> my My head would be throbbing. I'd, my eyes would be bulging. Um, so I'm glad we could... Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell her, though, because I know she'd probably love to be on because she's got, like, uh, some stuff that she's doing on her own. Um, and she's she's actually still gone on a lot of trips, I feel like. So yeah. so are definitely you guys, gotta get her on. Yeah. Is this like Simon and Garfunkel then? When you guys are together, you're a power duo, but then like you guys also go your own ways and have your own solo albums and... Yeah, yeah. I think we... Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely like that. Mm-hmm. You know... I'm the Paul Simon though, just yeah. to clarify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I knew that. I knew that. Um, no, I actually just only... I I could I couldn't tell you it, what Garfunkel did on his own, but I'm sure it was good. Um, yes. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yes. Well, I'll assume yes. I don't know either. Um, so uh, getting that out of the way, I want to just tell you guys thank you. I can't wait till we get to do some motorcycle shit together again, and I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to have Beulah on the show. Um, but also, you captivated me this year a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, you've been putting in the, I never used to follow your personal account. I don't follow most mm-hmm. pe- people's personal accounts unless mm-hmm. we're friends, but I mean, I kind of considered us moto friends. So I started following your personal account on Instagram and I got to say, you blew me away a little bit. First off <laughs> on your guys shows in, at, at any rate, you were the crier and Beulah was always the dryer. You would cry. She'd, she'd dry your oh, tears, yeah, right? Totally, I totally. loved that dynamic that you guys have. And I love that at least you're, you guys aren't like, um, so, uh, you guys aren't like two babes out of like a Russ Myers film that are just walking around getting dick and kicking ass, right? Like you guys yeah, actually, no, no, yeah. yeah, you're both mothers. You both have feelings and you're definitely more emotionally, um, involved in, in <laughs> when a topic would come up close to your heart, you, you'd put it <laughs> out there. You could totally hear it. Yeah. You can totally hear it. In yeah. Place. Right. Yep. And so when I started following your personal account, um, I think it was last year, um, I was like, oh, cool. Hey, you're you're into Pilates and stuff. You're like into all this health shit that I would have had no idea. You know, listening to you yeah. two crazy party animals on the show, you I would have no idea. Um, yeah, the Pilates thing is like, um, to be honest, uh, I lost a good friend of mine last year uh, in a motorcycle accident. And it was kind of like, you know, you always hear about, you know, people, you know, passing on their bike. It just was never this close to home. And it kind of like really emotionally had me like kind of fucked up. And so I didn't Uh, ride for like over a month, I think. And then I decided that and just like a lot of shit in my life going on. So I was like, I'm going to get my grown up on or I wanted to do something that like made me feel better and. I couldn't play soccer anymore. I played soccer my whole life. And Shit, I, I didn't know that, that either. I love soccer. Yeah, I played soccer forever. And I was playing up until two years ago on an adult co-ed le- like league. And Shit. I tore my ACL. Oh, and so fuck. then I had to have ACL repair. And there's just no way I'm ever going to play soccer again. So I wasn't like getting the fitness in that I like used to get through that. 
And then like the mental health was kind of falling apart too, just with like all the shit going on. So I started therapy where I like found the perfect, I got, ah, God, I will like swear. I think everyone should have a therapist. (laughs) She's done like wonders for me. And I just happened to find one that like really matched with my personality. So I got a therapist and then I, there's a club Pilates like right across the street from me. And I've heard that's really good on like your joints or for people who've had, you know, ACLs or shit like me. And I did a intro course and I loved it. And so it was like, okay, I could do this like all the time. And, and so it's been just like about a year that I've been doing those two things and they've drastically like, you know, changed my life. Yeah, that's good. I I, I wrote a note. I mean, I want to come back and touch on the therapy thing. Cause since you said that I living in L, I thought it was an LA thing, but mm-hmm. fuck everybody up here isn't from LA. Everybody's from everywhere else. And so yeah, everybody exactly. up here has a therapist and I'm like, really? <laughs> like I don't, but I maybe I'm missing out on something, right? Like there's, I'll probably yeah. turn into a quivering bowl of jelly if I ever get into a therapist's office. Who knows? But the thing is, is that, um, yeah, the I also was very active when I was younger. Had got married actually, and that's when I settled down. I got into racing cars, and when you're racing cars, you can be fat because the car does all the work for you. <laughs> you're, you're not even moving around like racing bikes, right, or, or mm-hmm. riding motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And God, when me and my wife got married, I want to say I had slimmed down to like 190 or something like that. I was like, dang. And I'm only three and a half feet tall. So you know how that looks on me. (laughs) And, uh, I look like a little, you know, an Ottoman table or something. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, a few years ago, and I used to skateboard every fucking day until I was like 25 and then like work. And like you said, grown up Phil hit. Right. And I was like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it anymore. None of my friends were doing it. They were all getting married and shit. And I, I hadn't, but I didn't have anybody to skate with. Um, so I kind of like started eating burritos and racing cars, you know, um, yep. and packing on the pounds a few years ago when my kids were born, um, a few, my daughter's just turned 10. Um, when she was born, we lived in an apartment that was like three levels. So I was up and down those stairs you know, when you have a kid, mama, mama gets mm-hmm. to rest and you, you know, you're there to serve mama. Right. So yeah. I was up and you're down the, the stairs. Shift. Exactly. <laughs> you're the night shift. If she's nursing, obviously she's not going to stand up and run up three flights of stairs. So I was up and down those stairs all the time. And, uh, I started to slim back down, you know, back. To, I was like 130 pounds when I was like, uh, 25, I think. And, uh, you know, I had plumped up pretty quickly. And so I was like, I got to get, I'm not going to get back down to like 125, 130. Cause I was really skinny, you know, when I was 25, but at the same time, I can't be fucking 200 pounds and three feet tall. So this shit ain't going to work. And so, yeah, the Pilates things really, when I saw you doing that on your Instagram, I, it reminded me of when I started to work out a lot and I started to get my fitness back. And luckily, like for you, you played soccer. Um, so you were probably already pretty used to, um, the strain of running around, your body was used to it. And, and even if you get out of shape, uh, people who are athletic um, historically um, find it a lot easier to get back into shape. But what I didn't realize is, yeah, I got back into shape pretty easy, but those fucking endorphins, like I, my brain, yeah. oh my God, yes. my brain See, felt like, so that good. Was, like the best part is, we, we, that's why I always try to like, there's more m- moments now, I mean, I, the last have been where I've kind of fallen off my my game um but 
I try to remind myself that like, okay, you don't want to go, but you're going to feel so great after yeah. when you're walking out of there, yeah. you know? And that, and it's so that's where it was like the therapy plus that made me like a way better person. I'm yeah. just like more confident in things that I had like been struggling with and stuff like that. So yeah. What is a person is like totally a good a good way to fix yeah most oh, things. It's one of those things that reduces stress and it's actually good for your body and mind, right? And and you hear people saying that all the time and you're like, fuck you while you're drinking a beer or eating a chocolate bar or something. <laughs> but then you get out and you do it and you're like, yeah, shit, maybe they're maybe maybe they're onto something, right? And yeah. Yeah, it is hard when you have that, like, it's 10 o'clock at night. You haven't had a chance to, like, turn around and take a shit, let alone, like, work out. And you're like, God damn it. Oh, like, God, yeah. And and yeah. just nights that you don't want to do it are the ones where you absolutely need to push yourself to do it. Because then you feel better. And you feel yeah. shitty when you skip it. And those that endorphin kick after you do it, you're like, oh, God, I'm, I'm glad I did this now. Like, you're right. Yep. Afterwards, mm-hmm. you, you thank yourself. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I, I know there's like a couple of different types of Pilates out there. What, what's the kind that you do? Um, so the club that uh, the studio I go to offers all kinds of different uh, classes. So like there's a cardio class. So gotcha. it has like the full setup, which is like the, a reformer, which is like the bed that you lie on with the straps. And there's a lot of uh, different springs that uh, are some are easier, harder and a lot of body resistance and stuff like that. So I do I do. I try to take two cardio classes and that is really funny if you were to watch it from the window. It looks like <laughs> you're, you're kind of like jumping on a trampoline kind of thing, gotcha. a little square. But then they have TRX um, classes and TRX is kind of like um, these this anchor that's at the top of the ceiling with these straps and do a lot of different um, stuff with those. So it's, it sounds, they have all kinds of different classes. It sounds like classes. a stripper get up like at Vegas, but it I think... literally fucking like, I think, like you it. know, there's totally always like a guy or two that like casually <laughs> strolls by, the, yeah, you know, just happens like, to walk curving by. out. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, um, there's a lot of older women. I'm one of the like younger women in my classes most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife, um, her dad was married to somebody that was into Pilates and I don't know how old she was. I'm going to guess like 50 or 60 and uh-huh. gosh, she could kick my ass, dude. She, yeah. and this is when I was working out. Like she was a buff, like, I don't know. Yeah. She, it builds your core muscles like more than anything. Like I've still got, like I drink beer. So if I, you know, I don't have like a six pack, but I mean, underneath there, there's probably, there's yeah. pretty, you know, I'm pretty strong. Yeah. But the lady that kicks my ass the most, the instructor that really like works me out is literally like a little old lady. Like she, well, not old, but she's you know, like 50 years old yeah. and she's tiny. That's pretty fucking And she ancient. just kicks my ass. Remember, I'm like double that at least. I'm like triple that almost. So that's young <laughs> to me, 50 years old. <laughs> Um, yeah. So what is your, um, I, I don't know, like your, your goal with that, how does it make your, um, knee and shit feel like, is it, is it straining on your knee? Do you feel like you'll ever no, play soccer again? Like, yeah, I don't, I, I've started to think that I'm going to try to play soccer again. Um, I might even learn just because I just, I love playing so much. I might even learn to play keep, to play goalie or keeper, oh, but, go. um, to see if I'm good at that, because obviously it'll be, you know, safer for me. And uh, I talked to my old team 
And in May is the, you know, when supposedly when they're going to let us play again. So I have some time to condition and I, I wear a brace if it's, but if it's, you, you know, I also don't want to go through that surgery again. Cause that was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Like I couldn't ride for a while, right. even after I would like ride on the bike for a couple, like if I t- was on the bike for over an hour after surgery, my knee will like still swell up and stuff. Yeah. It pops like crazy too. Like I'm not sure that it's even fixed. Right. So right. My knee- the Pilates is something I could do and I, don't really struggle. Yeah, I think it's low impact, even though it's like a yep. higher stress. Yeah, my knees pop like popcorn, and I never even had surgery. I just <laughs> they just suck yeah. from all the years of skating and eating shit. Um, yep. Well, that's rad. If you do, let me know because I've been fantasizing about. I, I refed soccer. You know, I refed my kids soccer. I oh, love nice. soccer. Yeah, yeah so but I'll come it, out and it's ref. It's so hard to do that though, right? It's like, oh, you want to get in there Dude. and play. Like I can't. Yeah, watch. yeah. Uh, and once when the ball was coming around and I ran over and headed it in, I mean, they, they did not like that. They frowned on that <laughs> and they were like, "Get this fucking guy off the field." No, it is. It is rough. It's also rough, like paying attention to everything that's going on when you're watching from the sidelines. You're like, "Oh, ref, you." see that and then when you're reffing you're like holy shit like literally everybody's moving around me and I'm supposed to be looking at all of these people exactly. and, oh yeah I don't yeah, know right? that I could do that yeah yeah it's nuts because you're right in the center of it all so you, mm-hmm. your head has to be on a swivel the whole time um yeah that's cool I I really was gonna say I've been fantasizing about moto soccer and uh <laughs> and I'm not kidding about that that shit looks like so much it's funny to watch like if you ever see it it's like stupid it's kind of dumb I'm gonna have to look look it up after this yeah yeah I mean I know what I like because I'm envisioning like polo but it's motorcycles yeah right (laughs) yeah kind of yeah and these dudes like literally do like you know like when you jam on your rear brake and you can do like a 180 or like Mm -hmm. well at least like a 90 degree turn like Mm -hmm. they'll do that shit and hit the hit the ball with their bikes and it's just a bunch of guys just crashing into each other in a field most of the time but dude there's another two-wheeled soccer dudes on like 10 speeds and they're like pedaling backwards they're like they must be fixies because they'll go forward and backwards and they hit that shit so hard with the front wheel that you're like what the fuck did i just okay, see yeah i definitely yeah. Gonna you gotta have to look, look that up after. yeah because maybe that's an option maybe you know easy on the joint you know easy on the knee joint <laughs> just pedaling um, yeah yeah rad so I hope you get to play soccer again, and I hope Pilates has helped you um, helps you get there. But also, I was going to say, we see people in the motorcycle industry all the time get their knees and backs jacked up, and they end up... I know the machine's doing the stuff for you, so I know that's not really, um, you know, a good standard, but... but honestly, like, hopefully, hopefully it's not that bad where you can't ever at least uh, go, you know, play keep again. Um, yeah, no, I think I'll be able to play again. Yeah, you feel like I when just, rainstorms coming on, like in your knee? <laughs> oh yeah, oh I definitely can feel it. Yeah, in my knee, in my hip. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, it's cold. Yep, yep it's yeah. cold. It's gonna <laughs> yeah. rain. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's the same way, and yeah, it shit, it sucks getting old. Um, and you're not even old; you're just uh, you're just hardcore, I know. man. Can you imagine? I'm gonna remember these conversations about when I thought I was old. Yeah, yeah. When you're like 60, I remember when I was 60, I remember when I was 70, I didn't feel that old. So yeah, you're going to look back and be like 35. I was just a baby at like 30. I think you turned 35 this year. You're 30? 30? Yeah, I turned 35 this year. Yeah. I turned 35. How so basically it? I'm 40, so. Well, you know, let's just round <laughs> up. Basically you're 50. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if, you, if you're 50 now, you can just be 50 for the next like 15 years and not worry about it. And you're, you're going to feel the same when you're 50. So you'll be like, yeah, I really am young as when I was 35. Um, yeah. I love this math that we're doing. Let's get off. <laughs> Let's quit talk about age here. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Bonnie Connie right here on Creative Ready. Stick around. that smell they're at it again the folks at rp enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution you got a hankering for some of grandma's hush puppies sure you do they're delicious you love them well how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy simple tasty solution fist puppies from rp enterprises never have to listen to a sarah mclaughlin song again about it fist puppies available only at Hetty's on 4th Street. Hey everybody, this is Nathan Flats from Flats Tires, reminding you to come on down and get everything you need for your bike. We've got tires, they're round, they're made of rubber, and we supply everything you need, including valve stems. The only thing you need to supply is the air. That's right. Come down to Flats Tires. We're on the corner of State Street and First down in Epperton. Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today, and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin. Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. The real reason I wanted to have you on the show, well, a couple of real reasons, um, partially because um, I am missing everybody and I just want to talk and make sure you're doing okay and, and everyone's doing okay in the moto community, but also getting back to um, what started this little side side rant, going on your um, coronavirus obviously changed everybody's life this summer and this whole mm-hmm. year actually. And going on to your Instagram this year when, when there really was a lockdown and people were, were actually staying home <laughs> doing shit with their families, um, I saw something I never saw before. Um, and this is after you and Beulah 
Um, at the beginning of the show, I said you guys came out full throttle right out of the gate, right? You guys were hosting mm-hmm. bike shows. You guys were doing a freaking art show. You guys did. Um, Jay actually went to your um, Moto Mesh art show the year before. Yeah. Because I was yeah. at another show. She had to do that one. And, dude, you guys are hosting and sponsoring all sorts of stuff. And you guys have been around for half the time that I have. And I'm just sitting here in the garage still. Um, dirty as ever. I haven't showered since I started my show. And here you guys are <laughs> out there having a weekly, monthly, you know, comedy night, band night. Um, and yeah, then, we do like to do a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So I want to talk about that stuff. And then I want to ask you, why don't you ever have your, you did all this art show shit. And then this year I learned that you're like basically a Van Gogh on two wheels. Like what the <laughs> hell? Um, it's weird because I feel like a lot of people say that, like, they're like, well, I didn't know that you know how to draw, or you, you know, and I think it's because I don't actually think I'm not <laughs> that good. No, you're good. You're very good. Um, but the coronavirus definitely kind of gave me the time I didn't have before, I guess. Yep. Like I said in, in the very beginning, um, beer or Anheuser-Busch, which is... Golden Road is owned by Anheuser-Busch and I worked for them before I worked for Golden Road. Um, but they were deemed essential. And like that, God, <laughs> of you know, course, thank using, God. Even, yeah. Even <laughs> using that fucking word, it like would piss half the fucking planet off. And it's like, yeah, man, like I didn't come up with that word and I didn't deem myself, but I still got to go to work. So yeah. because obviously like in year to date, uh, the alcohol sales are actually up obviously i mean it's not hard to see why that would be yep. but my schedule changed so the kids were home from school and then i would go and merch stores in the morning and be back you know by like one o'clock or noon sometimes just depending on how many stores and i don't know exactly i, I honestly i think i might have seen it on like Ashmore's story where she was like on a walk in the neighborhood and someone had wrote something like a little kid had wrote something nice on the sidewalk. So then I was like, you know what? The kids were, you know, going fucking bored. They were so bored out of their mind. I was like, Hey, let's, you know, I bought a bunch of chalk and uh, I was like, let's go out and, you know, draw like stuff on the sidewalk. And that was kind of never a medium obviously that I used before. So, um, I think the first, I would do themes with the kids where I would say, okay, let's do like a Disney day. Like, so everyone draw their favorite Disney character. And then we did, you know, everyone do their favorite superhero. And then I, like, as I spent more time out there, like started to get better at it, I feel like, or just learn how to work the chalk more. Um, and so then I just kind of went (laughs) like full blown with it and I, I really enjoyed it. It would it would be like I could stay out there for hours. You yeah. know, I'd put my music on and just like stay out there and the kids would like one by one go inside, you know, but it, yeah. it was good. I kind of actually missed that yeah. time, like you said, when we were all kind of really actually quarantining. Yeah. Like I wasn't going anywhere besides work and stuff. They're all, where's mom? I'm hungry. And you're out there finishing your art. You're like in your own <laughs> Yeah, there world. would be times where I would like take a floodlight out there and be the, out there at night because I wanted to finish something. Yeah, hell yeah. And it was wonderful shit. Listen, I'm telling you, the first time I saw it, I thought, hey, she walked by somebody's artwork. And yeah, during the first 
part of the quarantine, at least here in California where it doesn't rain in March. Uh, mm-hmm. Other parts of the country were, I, I, I think it snowed this year. So I think everybody else was still in wintertime, six feet deep in snow. We're out here partying, you know, you're doing chalk art and it was a thing. It was a, at least a SoCal thing I know because I'd see it all over Instagram and I'd actually see it out here on the sidewalks when I'd go out walking. It was a thing for sure. And I thought you stumbled across somebody's thing, right? And then when I saw you took a selfie of yourself or you took a little vid, somebody took a vid of you, you're just sitting there. Um, It's hard to describe from an outside perspective. I'm looking at... I'm looking at you and I'm like, yeah, she's literally, she's drawing the thing I saw. And it was like a Taz or a Marsh, Marvin the Martian, like Looney Tunes shit. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it going, yeah, she's drawing that. Like that is amazing. So that means the thing I saw from yesterday, she drew, she didn't pass somebody's thing that they did. That was (laughs) her thing that she did. And you were sitting there. um, I think I can still kind of remember it. I have such a visual memory. I swear to God, it's like I see a picture and it sticks. So if I remember correctly, you're sitting there you are right-handed you were drawing Mm -hmm. this uh chalk you had your hair if nobody's ever seen connie go check out her hair she's got like crazy lion mane your hair is kind of blowing in the breeze and the sun was behind you and i was like dude if there could be a picture of somebody drawing chalk for like an advertisement they would probably pick this one because you had this like serene look on your face you were obviously vibing you know what i'm saying i I don't know if you're yeah i would totally get out there and like get a vibe going and I like this year it kind of laid off of um, actual beer because of like the Pilates and stuff. I mean, I definitely still have beers here and there, but I got into Bud Light seltzers. Nice. And so I would take like a seltzer out there and then like another one, but I would just have my seltzers out there, put on some music and it really did make me feel better. And I think the part that like made me like doing it so much was that my neighborhood it like really was like a thing that like they would come every day the kids or like you know <laughs> people rad. would come to see what was new yeah and then i would or i'd be out there and they'd be walking their dogs or either you know the kids and stuff walking their kids <laughs> yeah you know they do that's i you live in the ie there's all sorts of shit people walk out there the kids one of uh-huh. them <laughs> so. and so then they would like you know introduce themselves so i've i've met so many more cool people in my neighborhood that i wouldn't have met yeah otherwise and then, like, um, I guess, like, I don't know, you know, where you're at, but out here they have like a, you know, on Facebook, like a what's going on at, or what's going on in Riverside or what's going on in Orange Crest, like the different neighborhoods. And I guess people were like posting it on there and they were oh. trying to figure out like what street I lived on so they could Dang. come see it. Hey, listen, there's this thing called books. Uh, you might have had it when you were a little girl, but I don't think that they people have them anymore. They just, everything's digital now. But there was this book called um, Charlotte's Web. And every day they would come to see what new thing the spider had woven. Oh, uh, yes, yes. So yeah. you are like a modern day Charlotte out there weaving your web, attracting people in. Like, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Hey, Well, the best part was the kids were really, my kids are actually really good. My my oldest daughter, she's 16 and she's great too. Like, she's yeah. great. Like, and my son's only seven. And even the stuff he would do, I was like, dude, this is pretty rad for yeah. seven. Yeah, dang. Good. It's good to know that there's talent that runs deep. It's so crazy to me that it sounds like you were a sporty girl. You were a damn jock kid. Like, and now you're touching on your artistic side. You got the whole package there. Like you're artistic. I think like, like um, how you were like, oh, you don't ever talk about it. Like I took art in high school. My high school did this like 
it was kind of cool that they did this. It was that you had to do, um, you had to do so many weeks in art, like which was actual drawing and sculpting, different forms of art, then photography, and then um, choir, and then um, like acting, and you did each one for so many weeks, and then after you completed each one, you could choose which one you wanted to do for the next semester, just one, you know. So I think I did photography multiple times and and actual art multiple times when I was a little kid I loved um coloring contests like if my mom could find any like any time someone was having a coloring contest my ass was in it and I won a ton (laughs) of shit when I was a kid yeah so I always liked to do like stuff like that um you just put it on the back burner like to become a mom and and all that other shit yeah no when i when i met my husband to be honest like i was doing it a lot like i only had my oldest daughter at that time and i had her full time so i spent a lot of time at home so i like i like to read i still i'm getting back onto that i'm trying to do a book a week right now but I my would, wife would be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's good. too like uh, teachers. I noticed teachers don't get the luxury of reading for like pleasure. <laughs> not that long. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they have to do it so much for work, and it's yeah, not fun. No. You know, so I I understand that. But I would I used to really been in, be into painting back then. I would do. Uh, I love oil. It's a medium that's like you can take your time and you know, play with it a little longer than acrylic. So I was doing that. And then I met Mike on my first date with my husband. I remember we were just, you know, you, the first date, shoot the shit kind of stuff. And I, he asked what I like to do. And I said, Oh, I like to paint. And he goes, Oh really? Like, I like to paint too. And so then I was like, Oh, okay. And then he's like, here, like, and he shows me like some of his stuff and he was fucking amazing and so instantly <laughs> i didn't want to show him my yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah like with like nothing in comparison gotcha. but um but that's kind of like yeah one of the first things that kind of i had to give up when we had our kids both of us really didn't get to paint as much anymore and i didn't make time for it like i did when i only had one kid you know yeah i know i've really stifled my wife's creativity too because i know she's a real creative person and she's like, I hate you. You can pick up a fucking rock and start playing it. Like you could pick up a stick and like a mop string and turn it into a guitar or something. She's like, you can just pick up any instrument and play it. And when she was playing, she was, um, her students got her a violin one year. We're a weird oh, gift. Nice. I know. Yeah. But she took lessons and she wanted to learn to play it. And she did. And for like, you know, five lessons and then that was it. And she's put it away (laughs) where I would be like seeing that thing sitting there. And I knew, don't you dare touch that. That's hers. And if she comes out here and catches you playing it and you're better than her, there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. So (laughs) your husband being a painter, you being a painter, that's something that attracts you at first. But then, yeah. Yeah. Then then afterwards, you're like, someone's always showing someone else up all the time. Yeah. yeah, Never mind. Yeah. It's funny when you were mentioning that your kids were good and that you would have theme days for the chalk. I was thinking, what a mom, what a nice mom. Like as a dad, I would wait for my kids to draw something and then go draw something over theirs or draw my picture like smashing theirs or something like <laughs> well i do get like you would it would it would started to get funny because when i would take it really serious and i would like want that like I, I did you know this whole row of sesame street characters or whatever i started to, to get like that where i was like this this square is mine don't yeah. draw in my square yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you Listen. know everyone out of mom's square but mom yeah. it's not funny yeah anymore. i definitely did do that yeah but um did you I tell think you too, like 
did you tell what? your husband too that there's not like a whole Facebook group trying to find out where he lives to look at his paintings? Like, yeah, see, how the tables have turned. One thing that, um, <laughs> like he he did like one or two things, but he kind of just let that be my thing. And two, I think that um, the chalk thing, like the medium, because I I got better as I've been doing it longer. I could you know the to be able to show depth and stuff. But he just didn't. I don't think he liked doing it. Like, yeah. and so well, it was good. nice to yeah, to cool. have something that I was kind of good at. Yeah. And you know, he wasn't showing me up because if it comes down to just actual sketching or painting, he's he's definitely better than I am. And one thing that I had always admired about him was um, I have to reference things. Like, no matter what I want to draw, even if it's something like not like a you know not an already existing character like Looney Tunes or something I have to if I right now I'm working on a painting and well it's not even a painting um it's chalk on canvas now oh, sure. but nice. I it was a, a, I had a really weird fucked up dream and now I want to put it on this canvas but I have to reference stuff still like if I'm gonna draw a bird I'll look at birds and I'll, or snakes yeah. you know I'll look at pictures and Al can just do it from the top of his head. Like he yeah. can think of something and put it on paper or paint it without looking at pictures, you know? Yeah, I'm jealous of both of you because I, I do it both ways and they all turn out looking ridiculous. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm not musically talented. So, hey, neither yeah, am I. I. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that's. <laughs> it sounds like you are. Well, sounds like I am. I fake it really good, but yeah, neither am I. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm talented at blabbing with people, um, and so that's why that's why also you're here tonight. Um, so yeah, listen to you. You started out on chalk, and, and now you're moving on to different mediums, and you're moving into. Are you going to sell some of your stuff? I mean, are you working um, toward making I don't it a side know. thing? Like. I'm, I'm one of those people, like even my first paintings that I would do, I would give them away. In fact, there is this, like there is one that I wish I would have kept. In fact, it's because the person, I don't even like the person I gave it to anymore. Right. <laughs> We're not even friends, but it was like such a really fucking rad set that I did. And it was like the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. But it was like a mouth, a ear, and then an eyeball and it had like all kinds of weird shit. And I used like newspaper to make a background on it. It was really cool. And I used, but I would g give everything away. And, um, yeah. so the chalk thing was really cool outside, but I could only do it for so long too, because it's all with my finger. So you like all the blending and everything is oh, damn. with my finger. So eventually you so, just have a uh, skeleton finger out there, like your bone yeah, is sticking out. Yeah, yeah if you rub like too I would much. get yeah. um, my right fingertips. Like I don't even know if I have uh, fingerprints. So go, on rub them a bank, because, go rub a bank. Go rub a bank and find literally, out. Literally, like I would like rub my fingers yeah. raw, and so that <laughs> kind of. And then it, it would be so disappointing too to like uh, you know when the rain comes and then they're then it's gone. Yeah. And then um, I can only do it you know in the daylight. Like now that my hours are kind of back to normal, I get home and it's already dark. And on uh, the weekends, I just want to like be in bed. And so I you know was like, well shit, I don't get to do that anymore. So. I decided to see like what it would feel like to do it on a canvas and I bought these pastels and yeah pastels uh, are good those are good yeah. yeah and at first I started to like you know I was like oh, I don't think that I can do this I don't think it's the same and then I found my groove and now it, it takes a long time still though and when you're doing it all with like your finger it takes a really long time yeah but I like it and now um 
you know, I can do it at all times. I can come home at night and work a little bit on it. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I also, I actually, I like to draw a lot too, like just sketch stuff. And I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff that I have posted, like of my sketches. I think there's like maybe one, one is up, but my cousin, she showed me this. Um, I don't know who the artist is, but it's digital art. Um, and it was characters that are like iconic characters that are in a costume, but as other iconic characters. Oh, so rad. basically, so <laughs> nice. it was like Barney Rubble from the Flintstones, and he, he has the top of his costume off, and he's dressed as Barney the dinosaur. Oh, funny. So it's also so, like alliteration to like a same named. Uh, yeah, like they all just kind of had different, you know, like it. it there was like a bat dressed up as Batman or right. something like that. Like Michael also, Keaton dressed up as Michael from Halloween or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like shit like that. And I remember when she showed me, I was kind of stoned at the time. Nice. And I go, man, isn't there some, like, aren't there certain people that remind you of other people? And I was like, I think I want to do this, but like with people and draw, you know, people that kind of remind me of each other. So the first one I did was um, Iggy Pop. And like he's, you know, but he's got the head of like he is if he was in a costume, he's holding Anthony Kiedis's head. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I thought that's a fucking weird. It is kind of like it's how Anthony's going to look like in about 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, like they kind of just remind me of each other for some reason. So then neither of them ever has a shirt on. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yep. And um, so I started doing those. And so now I've like too, I, I've asked my friends like, Hey, if you guys have suggestions, like tell me and I'll, I'll fucking do it. But the last one I did, I don't think I have a picture of it on, I put it on my story, but I don't think I have it posted, but I did, um, Andy Warhol as Pee Wee Herman. Oh shit. <laughs> Why does was, Andy Warhol I, remind you of Pee Wee Herman? And like, it, well, it was, I think an, another like super stone night and my friend, <laughs> my friend Jacob just threw it out there and I was like, you know what? Yeah. They're both yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. So yeah, like let's do it, you know? And, and that one was fun and I liked the way that one came out. So I like it. I like these. So, weird, yeah. yeah. I don't like portrait. I don't like conventional shit. I like funny shit like that. You know, like that, yeah. that's the sort of shit that really is a good, uh, hits home with me too. I, the, one of my favorite things was, I think it was naked gun or airplane or something. Oh and, yeah. Like those mock films where, you know, right. Where yeah. It's like, right. It's joke kind of. And one of the ones when he was in therapy, he was shooting or he was, they had him paint something and you look at the painting and it looks like one of those really professionally done, like forest scenes that you would oh, see in a dentist's yeah. office. But like, then there's like yeah, a guy like a basket of fruit or whatever. Yeah. And, but there was a guy like running, shooting with the baby in his hands. And you're like, this is it's like totally out of place. Right. And it was just funny. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's, that's rad. <laughs> yeah. Like that shit cracks me up. Like who would be running in, uh, with the baby in their hands shooting like as an army, like they took this forest painting and turned it into like this crazy army scene. It's kind of funny, but yeah, that sort of shit, you know, like I love that wacky shit. You drew one of Beetlejuice too. I think it was around Halloween time. And I was like, yeah, oh, so dang, like, you're um, good. You're really so, good. Um, when, so like I was, you know, doing that all through quarantine. And then like uh, one of my neighbors wanted to commission me to draw a, a, a Halloween thing on their driveway because they were having a party or something like that. 
Um, and then I, I just didn't have the time and I, I don't want, like, I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm not like at a place where I would want to be paid to do Like, I don't know. That's just like You're a lot of pressure. You're selling yourself short, sister. I'm telling you. Well, so then I started, so then I was like, you know what, let's do some like Halloween themed ones. And, uh, so we did, I did Beetlejuice, which I really loved. I did like Bride of, Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. And then like my daughter did Coraline and, uh, the kids did, you know, their, their, Halloween stuff, but yeah, we, so I wish I would have had time to do Christmas ones, but I just don't, I don't think I got it in me. You're still shopping. Me too. Yeah. Tomorrow's Christmas. last minute shopping and stuff (laughs) like that. Um, but I had this weird dream that stuck out in my head and I was like, oh, that would be a cool painting. You you want to talk about it or are you going to just send it when you, when you're done with it? it's a pretty no, because well, who knows how long it's going to take me to finish it? Because right. I, you know, this is the first time doing it on canvas. But the long story, long story short, I'm in this dream, and I think I was on my motorcycle, and I, you know, pull up to this old house that I semi like vaguely recognize as like a childhood friend's house, and I get off, and I'm like looking at this like it was like a giant koi pond, hmm. but when I looked in the koi pond, it was pigs swimming with their ears. <laughs> yeah like, nice. can you imagine like looking in the water and like the p- pigs are swimming around with their ears you yeah. know flapping and just super fucking creepy where i was like oh man those are creepy yeah. so i like, walk away and i look back and like the pig got out of the, the koi pond and starts chasing me oh shit yeah it was totally fucking weird and creepy but so that's what i'm doing pigs in a koi pond and your ha- and your harley is called a hog and yeah all sorts yeah, of I great shit yeah it was just i don't know where you know where my mind was or dreams Dude. are wild dreams always are kind of like mine are always fucked up but yeah it's all yeah. that Pilates you're doing. It has to go, the energy has to go somewhere. It's going to your crazy dreams. Yeah, I, I've i had some crazy dreams as a kid. Most of them I, I can't talk about on the air. They're pretty naughty, but <laughs> some of them were just, some of them were just crazy though. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had crazy dreams where I felt like I was riding this like snake through the sky and it felt so real that I felt like I was kind of falling and flying in my sleep, you know, and I could mm-hmm. taste, I could taste the clouds, like the moisture. It, it was very, I've had some crazy vivid dreams that yeah I no i totally like, have yeah. yeah i totally have like really vivid dreams and yeah. um i like i sometimes i love them one thing that like uh i always tend to have in my dreams is like when I'm driving, I can't like steer correctly, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, or, like, yeah, your you know, body because in real life your body's not moving, but your brain's telling it to, and it's getting that feedback that you're not actually moving. That's why people can't run very fast in their dreams. <laughs> yeah, you can't run in your dreams. You can't really fight in your dreams. Right. For me too, I can never dial someone's phone number yeah. correctly. Like I keep fucking up. it up in my dream. Like, no, that's not their <laughs> phone number. Yeah, it's rad. But, nice. Um, Nice. So I thought that I would do that, but I think what I really want to focus, or I'm going to finish that, but I'd like to like, yeah, like maybe get some of my friends to, to give me more ideas for the, the two people mix thing. Yeah, I, I no, that's, that's definitely. Fun, and that could be like maybe my niche or something. I right. Don't know. That's totally funny. I'm going to send, uh, if anybody at the end of the show, we'll get your social media stuff. And if, if anybody has ideas, definitely have them, we'll have them send them to you. Cause that's pretty funny. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I love like, that. Yeah, yeah. if I like, you know, if I like it, I'll definitely do it. Um, I like weird characters too. Yeah. Or I might have to do something with like Bill Murray. Like right. some of my biggest like inspirations are like I love Bill Murray like crazy and I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like big times into that. So yeah. that's you know probably what? what I 
it'll, it'll make it easier. You won't have to think of all of them all the time. You'll be able to yeah, just read exactly. some of them. Yeah, there we exactly. go. I'll tell you what, too. If you want to have some crazy dreams, you need to smack up a fat spliff or take some <laughs> bath salts or something and watch <laughs> Naked Lunch a couple times and then go to Naked bed. Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch. Write that down. It's okay. uh Yeah. Naked Lunch. Yep. All it's right. It's an old, um, what was his name? Bur- not Bur- Burroughs? Yeah, uh, William S. Burroughs book. And, you know, I think he wrote it when he was, like, on heroin back in the 50s. Yeah, it's a crazy. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a nutty. It's fucking nutty. Um, it'll it'll remind you of, like, some Terry Gilliam shit from, like, uh, or Neil Gaiman, if you ever read Neil Gaiman stuff. He's got some Right pretty- now I've been, like, um, and, it, you know, it, I've gotten this, which is, uh, it's kind of crazy, uh, if anybody does know him. So I've been really into Bukowski right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with any of his stuff. Uh, you know, I, I've read some of it and I've, you know, watched Barfly 39 times. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think out of Barfly. So, like, a cool thing that I did is uh, there. there's these cool bus tours. I'm a big Tom Waits fan. Yeah, I love Tom and, Waits. And um, every year they do a LA. It's a Tom Waits bus tour and they take you to like different, like they show you his first house in LA or um, where they filmed the video for the neighborhood and uh, different places he's recorded. And um, they, I forget why we were talking, like I forget why we went over it, but Barfly, like out of all those, because that intro is so fucking cool, right? With all the dive bars. Yeah. Um, like I think only two of all of those bars are, are still, still open. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm a big like I love dive bars. That's totally yeah. my thing. But yeah. um, and Bukowski's. So you're yeah. you're set. Well, yeah. I'm like yeah. It's weird because I kind of like feel like a female version of him or right, something right. like that. But, yeah. but, but that's what I get a lot of, of like a lot of women. I mean, I started a podcast called girl on the moto and you would think like, you know, I know there's a lot of like, you know, ultra feminist women probably in, in the motorcycle community. Like we all have our place and I, I love seeing women do rat shit. Like I, I literally love it. I'll cry over shit like that for sure. But the way you know, they, so people are confused that I like Bukowski, but I just love his raunchy style of writing, yeah. you know, yeah. but he definitely doesn't. Yeah. And I almost think it was like, kind of like a facade, like a character, like that he liked that he saw that worked for him. Right. You know, he became but that character. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know that he treated women like that, but it's, it's you know, it's not really, but pe- people definitely judge me for being like, how could you like Bukowski? Like yeah. you, you have women, you have a women's podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like the guy still wrote good. <laughs> right. And you know what? Yeah. The more and more I learn about the different sides of feminism, it's more, you learn that like feminism isn't just being like, um, like all nice and fair and equal and either. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Some, some people are like feminism is doing what the fuck I want and, and be in the Bukowski because, uh, you're not going to tell me I can't because I'm a woman, right? So yeah, it's exactly, a, it's a yeah. weird, yeah. So hey, you're um you're just one side of the feminist coin talking to another the other side. You guys, it's the same coin though, as long as uh, yeah. Well, like, so <laughs> one of my favorite books like that he wrote was called Women, and you know I would have loved to be a woman that he would have wrote, wrote about, like right. you know, because when he writes about some of these bit broads, they're like crazy, you know? Yeah. It's oh like, yeah. I've done some crazy shit in my life where like I could definitely see myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, being a character in a book that someone's yeah. writing about. Like, hey, but yeah. Listen, 
when you really are 50 and you're living that barfly life for real, <laughs> maybe you can write and illustrate your own book. Who knows? Well, so I, that, so that's like the, uh, the only other thing and that I really don't put on um, social media. If you, I've done it like here and there, Cause I'm not that kind of, I, like, I kind of get annoyed when I go on social media and I'll see like quote after quote, like, you know, those people that are just like posting quotes and yeah. it's like, okay, you're clearly trying to like send a message to someone or whatever. Um, but I like to like, I am a pretty big stoner. Like I'll just say that, like oh, I yeah. probably smoke weed every fucking day of my life. Smoke um, weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love like, uh, so I started doing this thing a long time ago. I would do it on my phone in my notes and I would just have like these random high thoughts. Like that's what I'd call them. Like, Oh, my high thoughts. And I started writing them down. And then, um, sometimes like, so I went camping not too long ago with my friend Brandy and I went with my friend Mitch who runs MotoFam and I took the my one notebook. Mitch. Wait, what is Mitch's? Yeah, the one only, and only, one Mi- Mitch. only one Mitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I took my notebook because I decided that I'm going to start kind of taking the old ones that I have from years back and putting them into a book or, you know, writing them down. And then I write my new ones down in, in this like leather bound book that I bought. And I really think that that'd be something I would love to do is like publish. It's maybe like almost like its own form of like poetry. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. You know, no. it's my own way of doing things, but it's great. my high, it's my high thoughts. Dude, and so sometimes you should I'll call it them, high gear with Connie DiBartola or something like that. You know, like, like I, um, I think, I'll think like, what inspired one. me too to like, Hey, like you could, but books don't have to be like, your typical like chapter fucking book because I got a book that was called like, this is for the women who don't, who just don't, who don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And it was like a bunch of like really empowering, like crazy women, like poetry kind of mm-hmm. little stories. And so that's kind of what I'm doing with, with that. So I have some pretty good stuff written down. And I think that maybe that will be like, that would probably be like my bucket. Like that's something in life that I'd always wanted to do. I wanted to like, I have, I'm a big Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein fan. Oh yeah. Like, I have tattoos of on like, I have like the Carlos from cat in the hat and the fishbowl on me. Listen, and I wanted those are to two do guys like, you need to write. Those are two guys you need to write together as a <laughs> part of your God, art yeah, experiment. No, they, they were into some weird shit, but yeah. especially Shel Silverstein. Oh yeah. He was, a, yeah, he was he really was good bizarre. friends with Hugh Hefner, you know, like, People don't, I can see it. Yeah. Hugh Hefner, when he started Playboy, it wasn't to see naked ladies in a... Um, no, he was like, he book. liked the writing. Yeah. He was all about like a new perspective uh, of, you know, coming out of the 50s. And Shel Silverstein was one of those like, not necessarily a beat poet, but he was definitely, you read his kid books and then you read his adult poems. And you're like, whoa, bro. Whoa. Like, yeah, yeah Uncle Shell. Whoa, hey. <laughs> right. So Aunt yeah. Connie come to town. Well, so that's what I like kind of thought I really wanted to do when I was a lot younger was like write my own kid children's book and do my own illustrations. Yeah. But like then, you know, real life, you have kids and then all your dreams are on the back burner. So I think I'm I'm getting COVID has probably at least done that. Like 2020 has at least done that for me where I've had more time to get back to the things that I love that are for myself. Yeah, that's good. I like to hear that. 20, you know, people always say hindsight is 2020. I'm going to say 2020 is hindsight. Oh, that joke's for day. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 2020 no. definitely has put a lot of things into perspective for me 
too. And although it's taken away my time, I thought I would have so much time with everyone being home and like nothing to do anymore. And I've only been like so fucking busy that after this podcast, actually, I'm probably going to go home or go back inside and um, just sit around and eat dinner and then fall asleep and be like, shit, now I got to get up and do the whole thing all over again tomorrow. You know, like it's been oh, a God, yeah. it's fucking year. No, I- I, I think like, oh, that's, how, yeah, I'm now, I am super busy. I just took on a new territory. So I come all the way, I go as far as Almani now for work. Oh shit, you're right. By, is, you're kind of close to me. I mean, I'm not yeah, exactly like that's, Almani, but yeah, damn, but that's it's like far. Practically, it, I mean, it's, like, it's LA still, yeah, it's LA yeah. County. So that's really far. So I'm really fucking busy. Um, I wish I could, like, I mean, not to talk shit, but I, I never got, I, I haven't had a vacation. I haven't been at home this whole time. Um, if I did have the time off that some other people have had, like, I, I think I could have done way more, but I'm yeah. glad to still have a job. I'm glad to, you know, still, like, I'm tired, but hey, it's better than being in a lot of situations that other people are in right yeah, now. Yeah, so. fuck, I know. We're lucky. The Moto Fam, too, has been... In general, like moto business is hard business right now. So yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Hey, um, I've talked your ear off. I've had a fucking blast too. It's only been an hour and fourteen minutes, uh, <laughs> and I feel like we could probably talk for another hour and fourteen minutes. I don't want to keep you too long. It's it is getting um, late, especially if you're fifty. No, how old are you for the thirty? Yeah, thirty five. Thirty five. It's so late, like Connie. 40. So late. No, yeah, you're yeah. basically forty, right? Sometimes no, you wake yeah, up feeling eighty. No, yeah, I'm supposed 80. to go to a. a, a kind of like a little Christmas dinner at my best friend's house. And he's a very punctual person. I'm clearly not. So. All right. Well, let's get you out of here then. And I'll, I'll, uh, I just got a couple more questions and a couple of them are based on stuff that you've said in tonight's show. Are you ready for it? I got about nah, 15 questions here. We'll try to okay. zip through these. All right. Okay. Connie Departola, force of nature, uh, second half of girl on a motor. Well, you're the first half. Bill, I think is the second half. Um, uh-huh. What is your favorite grip on your motorcycle, your right or the left? Um, my right. Yeah. So far, everyone's answered right. Um, what is your favorite dog breed, and do you have one? Oh, yes. Um, I'm a big Boston Terrier fan. Oh, wow. I've had one since I was one years old. I've had So I've had three different ones now. And Pickles is my current Boston, and they're the best fucking dogs. Nice, nice. And they live 10 years because you're 30 years uh, old, so... Uh, no, they can live longer than that. Um, but my, like the one years? before pickles, my, uh, I've had, my first one was ladybug. Then I, and I lost her when I was about 12 years old. It was okay. really hard. Then I got Penny and my dad's dog actually, uh, attacked her oh, shit. later. Like I, I was already out of my, my home. My sister, you know, kept the dog there, but so that was sucky. But, and then I have pickles. I did try to like get out of my comfort zone and try a different breed. So I do also own a bloodhound and I do not suggest a bloodhound <laughs> for like, like they are, I mean, they're the, like now he's, he's 11 and I mean, goddamn dog isn't showing any signs of going no. anywhere anytime soon. We have those in the South for hunting yeah, re- for oh, reasons. Yeah. There's a, re- yeah. Like I just was like, Oh, I wanted a, I wanted a boy dog and I wanted a big, oh big God. breed. And he was a fucking nightmare. Like, yep. They're so stubborn when they're puppies, man. He like they're stubborn dogs. Yep. And so you definitely have to like do your your due diligence and your research. So I don't suggest like that as a and if you don't know bloodhounds, don't start. No. With and one. they yeah, and they need lots of. Um, they're really smart too, which makes them even more stubborn. 
Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's so, your Boston th- Terriers? Yeah, Boston Terriers. And maybe your dad's dog was from Philly, and he's like, "Fuck you, Boston." I don't know what the deal was, but that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. Um, this one's gonna be hard. It's usually hard for most people to answer, and I know that you have a different one every day on your profile. What's your favorite song, or at least your favorite song right now? Um, okay, so it, it, it for normal like normally it is hard, but I have a song and I've said it for a really long time. In fact, when my husband and I were first dating, I, I used it to like kind of, you know, those awkward moments of silence, but my, a song that I could put on no matter what, and it'll cheer me up no matter what kind of mood I'm in. I always let it play. If it comes on shuffle, totally makes me happy. It's called, uh, this must be the place by the talking heads. I'm sad because I'm like a big talking heads fan and I don't know that song unless I can't you, remember the name. You know, you definitely I, know it because yeah. I think it's called This Must Be the Place and it's like slash naive melody or some shit okay, like that. Right. As a kid growing up, I was very poor and I always had mixtapes, so they didn't have shit written on I, I had all the copied tapes from my rich friends. Tapes who are Yeah, so very you never expensive. knew it was on I there, never right? knew the name of the songs, but I would get down to them. So okay. So what's the name of it? I'm gonna write this one down. So yeah, it's called This Must Be the Place by the Talking Heads. Yeah, I'm gonna go listen to that uh and see if I know what it is. Be yeah, like, oh, you can't yeah, be bummed it. when it comes on. You're just like, God, oh, this is a good vibe. Shit, I'm gonna get my dancing shoes on right now too. Okay. There yep, we go. Good vibe. Um, what's your favorite type of sandwich? Um, I'm totally a ham sandwich. Like I love, I just made the best fucking sandwich. And I literally told my friend the other day, I was like, I'm so excited about, I literally all Pilates was like, I'm going to make this fucking sandwich. I can't wait. (laughs) So my favorite bread is squaw bread. Yeah. yeah, So so good. It has to be squaw bread. And I like honey ham. I like to do like, uh, there's this Coney Island mustard. I don't know if anyone can find it, but it's delicious with pickles, lettuce, tomato, and um, Munster cheese. Yeah, Munster cheese is the bomb. It's got that orange crust around the edge. Mm. Yep, that's my favorite cheese. Ah, that's great. So that's my favorite sandwich. That sounds very a good. Ham Sammy. A ham sa- I thought you said a hand sandwich at first. Like you're like people when, <laughs> when they slap you in the mouth. And I was like, really? Ham, ham. Um, what's your, sorry, sorry, my bad ears. What's your favorite month? Um, shit, that one's kind of tough. I I think I kind of really, you know what? I love October. Mm -hmm. October's like a season. It's like the season I love. You can kind of start wearing your winter apparel. Um, normally it's my busiest month because it's always filled with like, October for me is a blast. You got the first weekend is always the Kernville camp out with mm. built well. Mm-hmm. You got babes right out in October. And then I usually have like one free weekend that I always do something and then a Halloween. So I love October. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're a big Halloween fan. I'd love to have you back on the show and talk about that. Talk about making tamales, talk about your crazy Halloween costumes, some of your fashion. Oh yeah. Sense. I like to go big. With I the know. Costumes. I know you do. I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to. It's like, oh, what should I go? Somebody's going to go to Target and get like a clown nose. You're like <laughs> going to the Hollywood special effects and you're like, this color white doesn't match. Like I need yeah. this precise color. Yeah, you are you go hard on Halloween for sure. Um, what is your uh, favorite character from the movie Spaceballs? Do you know that I have not seen Spaceballs? Nice. nice. But I already feel like it would be... Um, uh, John Candy, just because I yeah. love John Candy. Yep, barf. We'll just say barf the dog. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, he, that, he was he was wonderful in that movie. I love John Candy too. Um, yeah, Uncle Buck is one of my faves. Yeah, Uncle Buck. And uh, I was watching Home Alone with my kids the other day, and I totally forgot he was like the that polka. He's in it. Yeah, he's the uh-huh. polka band leader guy. And I was like, that's right. Um, what's your favorite sweater? Um. Hmm. I have. Oh God, I'm a sweater queen, though. I like oh, sweaters and Vans high tops are like my favorite things. <laughs> I have. I really have to pick one. <laughs> ah, just give me a couple. Give me a, give me five. One for each so day, of the, day vintage, of the week. Yeah. Well, I have this vintage Budweiser uh, King of Beers sweater that I really love with the horses on it. Um, it's got the original like Bud logo on it. Oh shit! Okay. And like our work got us that when I used to work for for Bud, they got us that, and it was a, a Christmas present. I really love it. Um, I have a Babes Right Out sweatshirt. Like this, the this sweatshirt's probably like my like I live in it kind of. It's really thin and worn out, but it was a 2013 Babes Right Out sweatshirt. Is that like the first year, of Babes? Yeah, like I didn't even go that year, <laughs> but, and but I that's how that good the sweater sweatshirt. was. Yeah, yes, yes, and it's so comfy. And then, um, I have a great friend, Damien, at uh, Cycle Zombies, and he custom made me a Cycle Zombies sweatshirt. It's like a baby blue, but it's got like the Mickey Mouse on it, hmm. like it's a you know, chopular version of Mickey Mouse, <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> is he all tatted uh, so those, up with the yeah. middle finger up? No, but uh. It's definitely like, uh, like looking at it right now. Yeah, so it's it's Mickey's it's Mickey's head. Of his eyes, it's just got a C and a Z, and then in his mouth, it says cycles on. Oh, gotcha! I got you. What you're saying. Um, I love that. So those are my favorites. Nice, nice. Um, We're gonna keep this Harley related because I know you're probably not like a huge fan of every paint job out there in the fucking bike universe but what's your favorite graphics what are the best graphics do you think and it doesn't have to be harley it could be your other favorite brand that i'm not supposed to mention indian um (laughs) or you know even the yamaha big ass fucking what were those big um not the bolts but like the raiders had some crazy paint jobs on them what's your favorite graphics from any any motorcycle um or paint jobs since harleys don't a lot of times they'll have paint jobs rather than graphics yeah. So like um, the biggest thing that like drew me to my first Sportster was the the color and it was it's a color called Amber Whiskey mm-hmm. and it's like a sparkly orange mm-hmm. and I just fucking love that color. Yep. It's, I love it. It's like a it's hard to explain like kind of rusty but not. So I, I really love that. Um I'm trying to think of what else. I think custom jobs too. Like to be honest, uh, Valley Customs. I've seen like a lot of stuff that he's done, and and I love those. Like I love when people go custom with it. You know, right? Like how like I look like my bike. I try to like theme it out like as Burt Reynolds Trans Am style. But uh, yeah, the oh bam, yeah. Shit, I forgot the fire chicken. Does it have a big mustache on the front? <laughs> no, we always thought about like I was like, does it need a mustache? But no. It's just, uh, it's just got the the fairy, the firebird on my fairing. Yeah, it says Burt Reynolds on the. You tank should have your husband tractor. paint a mustache on your helmet, on the front of your helmet, like where your, yeah, where your lips is. Yeah, maybe I'll do something like yeah. that. Th- that's one of my favorite things, that, like that I like to do, is like the custom helmets, like the one I've been rocking right now. It's looks, you know, it's the built well with the sparkles, the shiny mm. sparkles. It looks like a disco ball to me. Don't and I'm tell a big, me, it's the Gringo. 
Yeah. 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 But it, I'm a big Bee Gees fan. Okay. And so I, it says staying alive on the back in the BG oh, like writing. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think you got to go custom, man. You got to go custom all always. Best graphics equals custom graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, out of, there's now it's like, you know, you can't turn around without seeing some viral video or some meme or TikTok or some shit. What's your favorite motorcycle meme? What's a, what's it like? If it's, is it an old school one when the memes first <laughs> came out or is it like one that's been okay. going on now? So, um, I could only think of this one, which is gonna, it's so fucked up, but I loved watching that video of the like hot model girl pretending to wash that a uh, Harley. Oh, and, it and falls then over she literally, her. yeah, and it falls on her. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, she's it's, obviously yeah, hamming it up for the camera, it. and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get what you deserve. Yeah, you, you want yeah. 500 pounds of motorcycle on you? There you go. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty good. I totally forgot about that one. My favorite one was the guy that does the wheelie and falls off the back, but then like he's like running and they just got the whole, they took away the whole image of that and it's just him in space and he's like running through space and it was like this whole like techno song. It's kind of older now and like, cause there's so many memes every day they get churned out, but that was like one of the original classics. Now I'm digging the ones where like the dude, I just saw one from this guy called King Akan and um, I think he's in Malaysia or, Th- or Thailand and it's dudes and right when they fall off the motorcycle, they ch- the pose when they hit the ground, they chop it to a break dancer in that same pose and like get, get there's like a, and splice in like B boy battle dance. (laughs) That's like, that made me smile today. So that's a good one. Yeah. The girl, I totally forgot about that one. Send send those to me. I will. Yeah. That girl pulling that bike over. I totally forgot about that one. I was just like, oh oh my God. I knew what was going to happen when, when before it happened. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, you know, it, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine that too? Like as someone that never probably has never ridden, she probably wasn't even thinking about it. But as someone that has had a bike fall on them before, I know Ooh, like that fucking That didn't had end hurt. up well. No. Oh yeah, no. no. And then she like, yeah, and she had like shorts on and like, yeah. God, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like it just couldn't have ended well. No, hell no. Um, what is your favorite type of pie? And this time of year, this is pie month. Uh, it's not national pie month, but uh, this is the time of year between Thanksgiving and New Year's when people consume the most amount of pie in the United States. I just made that statistic up, but feel free to run with it. <laughs> giving you I'm time. sure you're right. Yeah. Um, so every year, my mom used to make pies for Thanksgiving. Like our, our family does like a big potluck, but she would make like tons of pies. Mm-hmm. And she would do pumpkin pie, and then she would do these these blueberry pies that had like a blueberry filling on the top, but they had like cream cheese and the, and bananas on the bottom. And so my sister, thank God, uh, knows how to make my mom's recipe. And so I still get those at, at, at Thanksgiving. So that's my favorite. Yeah. Shit. That, that's unique sounding. And that sounds delicious. Yeah. It's very unique. Like it's like something you can't eat. I love it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, we live here on the West Coast. We're fortunate to be blessed with the uh, natural flora and fauna of this area. What is your favorite ocean animal? Oh, it's a norwal. Fuck yes. Because I was literally, so this year for my birthday, I mean, I turned 35, you wouldn't have guessed, but 
yeah, it was a 35 year old's birthday party, but I wanted everyone to come as their favorite animal. I was going to say, did it look like a 16 year old's birthday party? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I made my Norwal costume. Nice. Uh, and it, I was pretty fucking proud of it. So, nice. Yeah. You, you picked the, the furthest north fucking ocean. I think they live in the Northern Ocean. I don't think they live in the Southern Ocean. I think well, they. Well, yeah. So live like, in- I got on this kick with. Um, because thanks to global warming, um, the art, like, you know, like in the Arctic, the ice caps are melting obviously. And so they used to be protected by a lot of ice and live in, you know, this part where they were safe. And now with all of that changing, um, orcas are now able to get to them and they're killing off the, the narwhals. Yeah, I think they're probably going to go. Every white colored animal is going to be extinct pretty soon. I think polar bears are going down here. Hill, um, narwhals are going downhill. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, great white buffaloes. Great white buffaloes. <laughs> I haven't seen one of them in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is your favorite actress? No, 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 no. My question says best actress. It doesn't say favorite. Who's the best actress, even if it's not your favorite? Best actress. Um, and don't hmm. say your daughter. That's cheating. No, no. No, she's terrible. Is that what you're saying? Hopefully, she doesn't hear no, this. No, female. I I have to I kind of I've always loved Meryl Streep, man. Mm. Like she's she's got it. Mm-hmm. You know, her characters are just so fucking believable and you know, I love seeing women um like transition to as they age cuz yeah. I know like there's a lot of women who can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I I love Meryl Streep for sure. Yeah, it was it was nice to see Michelle Pfeiffer in one of the X Men movies because I was like, oh, she's one of those ladies that's going to go into hiding because she's always been so beautiful. No, she's she's a very beautiful old lady. You know yeah, I mean? she's like, still she's, beautiful. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep was she in um, Steel Magnolias? Um. No, I don't think she's okay. in Steel Magnolias. Because I I'm Steel Magnolias. I, like I I. I I know Julia Roberts was in it. Okay. Carton, um, but she is the Devil Wears Prada. Okay. And Death Becomes Her. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I don't even know if Steel Magnolias is the one I'm thinking of, where the chick gets cancer and. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, okay. That's still yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, I thought she was in there. Um, this might be contentious, but who's your favorite relative? My favorite relative. Tell them not to listen to this show, by the way. <laughs> so, like, do my kids fall into that? Yeah, hell yeah. Of course. So, my, I, I'm pretty obsessed with my son. I mean, don't... Yeah, I'm not... Hopefully, the other kids don't listen to this. Yeah, don't let's say this. <laughs> no, is, I love this is, all we, my kids. We cuss the whole time. You're not allowed to listen. Yeah. yeah. I love my... All, I love all my kids, obviously. But I have two girls, and then my, my youngest is my boy. He's my only boy, and he's my baby. And I've kind of always thought of, like... You know, when when guys grow up and they get married, they kind of, you know, tend to spend more time with like their wives' families. Yeah. Like that's what I've noticed. You, you, you just know? have to. I'm telling you right yeah. now, it's kind of like you, she she makes you. <laughs> yeah. Pretty basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just want to like get all, get it all in while I can. Like, yeah. I don't have him. So I, I love it. And he cracks me the fuck up. He's yeah. so funny. He's so good at, um, everything he does Good. and he's just got a really cool little personality on him. I, I love that yeah. guy. In fact, he was telling me I have this cool video. I'm probably going to post it on my story where he's saying, you know, that I landed a kit slip on my scooter and I did a tailspin on my scooter. He's like, and then I rode my bike down the street like an Eagle. Yeah. Like, and, like the, he's just the coolest kid. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I, before the show we were chatting and the same thing with my son, he was, 
the he was like my burden to bear through life uh, before this summer, and now we've bonded. He's fucking funny. He's like a little genius too. Who knew something that came yeah. out of part of me was a genius? Um, yeah. You just had to give him his time to shine. Yeah, he just had to mature a little bit, and he's he's lived in this weird little world of his own, and he's coming out of it now. And, and as he's emerging, I realize he was cultivating some fucking great times in there. <laughs> like he's just such a funny guy. Um, yeah, and boys, you kind of do have to nurture them because then, uh, whether you're the mom or the dad, when they get older, they want fuck off. You know, fuck all to do with you. So yeah, get it exactly. while you can. While he yep. still loves you and doesn't resent you for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, what name would you have chosen for yourself if your parents hadn't decided to name you Connie? And is Connie like a nickname for like Consuela? Or- <laughs> no. So it's just Connie. I don't know if you've ever seen um, Will and Grace, but like where Jack would say, just Jack. Mm. Like when people ask me, I'll be like, just Connie. Mm. But um, I'm actually named after a great aunt of mm-hmm. mine. Uh, my dad and my mom really loved her, and so they named me after her. If I was going to be a boy, my name was going to be Carl, so I would have got, nice. like, no ass. Yeah, hell, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Yeah, I can't see, like, I don't know. I haven't met too many hot Carls, but. Nope. Uh, a hot uh, Carl is actually a euphemism for taking a dump on someone's face. So, yeah, it's yeah, not, the actually, name Carl is not. You know what? I think that I have heard, I think that's the, the, not the <laughs> first time Carl. I've heard that. Yeah. Hot Carl is not something you want to be and it doesn't exist. So, yeah, Carl, what a, you got fucking lucky, dude. You got so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Um, but, I, yeah, but when I was younger, I really hated my name because oh, I was really? always, yeah, I just, didn't feel like I looked like a Connie. I don't know if that makes sense. Or I was always the only one. You know, it wasn't very common for no, my age group. I still don't know anybody named Connie. Yeah, you're yeah. Like it, it just wasn't common for my age group. So I think I didn't like it when I was little. I and then I had this fucking weird obsession with Cindy Crawford. So I was like, I want to be Cindy. Yeah. Thank God I grew out of that stage. Oh yeah. Um, now I love being Connie because I'm usually like one of the only Connies. Yes. But and, if I had to name myself. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. I I've always loved the name Margo. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's it. I like that too. Would you have spelled it with a T at the end, like the French version? Um, I don't know. Or, or would you have spelled it M A R G E A U whatever? T? I think I would have spelled it whatever way uh, Margo Tenenbaum spells her name. All right, with that silent. Q at the end. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh well, it's uh, it's from the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, that I I, I kind of maybe that's the only time I've ever heard that name. So I was like, is yeah. she talking about that movie? Um, yeah, Wes Anderson. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, and uh, Connie is a good. Uh, it's a good name, and it fits you now that I know who you are. You know, I know you. I couldn't imagine calling you anything else. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel now too. Like yeah. I, I've grew. I grew into my name. For sure, for sure. Um, how many pairs of this is the final question from my list, and I have like just one or two before I let you go. How many pairs of coveralls do you own? I only own two. Hmm. Do you use them for painting, cleaning, or racing? Um, none of the above. Damn it! Damn it! I took. <laughs> I, I went out on a limb for, there. Yeah, I just. I've literally. I, I'm one of the, like when I go to Joshua Tree. I wear a, like coveralls mm. with like, a hat. like you know I'm more of a fashion like not not really like you know purpose clothing for a purpose but more like just fashion. Yeah, you got to look good when you're hiking out there in the Joshua trees. Yeah, I get so it. I own a black pair and a like jean a denim one. And, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, the two kind I would never own. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had blue ones when I was working at a shop, and I have camouflage ones when I used to live in Arkansas and go hunting and all sorts of crazy stuff. I never would have had a denim one. So mm-hmm. feel, I'd feel too much like Jay Leno, but I'm sure you look great in them. <laughs> um, so after our conversation during the show, I have like three questions for you that weren't on my list. One okay. of them is what's your favorite beer? Well, you were talking about how you got into like seltzers this year to stay lean. Yeah. So what is your, because yeah. you know what, as long as you're um, managing your intake and out and output, you can totally drink beer and still be, if you budget it, um, I know it is empty calories, but you can still totally do Pilates and drink some seltzers yeah. or beers or whatever. No, yeah, I just, um, I think it just helps me maintain because yeah, I, yeah. I think I probably drink a little bit more than the average person. So what do you, you mean? I'm drinking? not like a full blown alcoholic. Not yet. Well, give yourself def- time. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In due time. <laughs> In due time. What is your um? What would you say is your favorite beer right now, or seltzer, or whatever you're drinking? Uh, are you a cocktail person? I am a cocktail person, mm-hmm. to be honest. I I love dirty martinis. Mm, sweet. I actually love them. I I'll ask for them filthy. Right. You need to write a book called Hot Carl and the Filthy Martini or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is a good, good title. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that is a good title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but I definitely, yeah. If I, I if I go out and I drink a beer, it's normally Mango Cart. Obviously, yeah, those it's are a great good. beer. I love it. God, I, love I love to support, too. you know, my own company. Yeah. Um, and then I drink uh, Bud Light Seltzers. Nice. Every like flavor seltzers. but the lime. Hells yeah. I got to say, um, Mango Cart, I would have never guessed that I would have liked it, but I love Mango Cart. And there's that other one called like Melon Cart. Yeah, Melon Cart is a really great great one too. Yeah. I, I probably like it more than Mango Cart. It's just not um, as readily available. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only find it sometimes in the stores. Um, and I'm also a big, I've, I, you know, I used to brew my own beer and I'm not oh, a huge. Okay. Um, I was never like IPAs back when I used to brew them were uh-huh. just like a mellow thing. They didn't taste like a goddamn juniper bush, right? So nowadays oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like IPAs have to be like quadruple hopped oh, and like God, yeah, the, the IBUs are like out of control. Yeah, and it's like not even enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, like the IBU just broke our scale, right? Like there's no there's mm-hmm. no way to measure this. Um, and I feel like they just were using like the craziest hops they could find, like to make it insane, right? And so mm-hmm. I kind of faded away from the IPA liking them. But I got to say, I think it's Wolf in the Weeds. or and Oh, Wolf yeah, Puck. Wolf Among Weeds. Wolf Among Weeds. I think that's an IPA, and I liked it. It wasn't yeah. one of those crazy. Wolf Among Weeds is a, is a double IPA, and then we have a session IPA called Wolf Pup, yeah. and we have a new, like a brand new one called Hazy Pup. So it's a, a hazy, and it's also a low calorie, so it's like only oh, crazy calories. Yeah. I'm going to have to we try have that lot, one. We have a lot of cool stuff coming out next year. But Good. I will say, like, uh, through all my drinking and beer and all working in the industry, my favorite style of beer is I, I love sour beers. Mm-hmm. I'm a big sour person. I love sour beers. Yeah. Those were not a thing when I was brewing, but I did have one go sour. I think it sucked air into the carboy. The top of the carboy ran out of water because it overbubbled, I think. And it sucked air in for, like, a minute and I, before I noticed it. Um, and it turns sour and I didn't like it, but now that's like all the rage and I'm drinking, I'm going, yeah, this is like, people are doing this on purpose. I could have been, I was way ahead of my time just by yeah. letting it accidentally yeah, sour. Yeah, actually, and it's kind of hard to, to homebrew sours too because mm-hmm. of like the bacteria. So yeah, I got lucky cause I think it was just air that got sucked in past the, the bubbler on the carboy and it soured it. 
And otherwise, if you have dirty gear, it'll be sour, but then you don't know what you got. Like, I'm going to get sick from my shit. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So the last thing I want to ask you is, um, well, there's two things. Uh, What is your, going to be your goal for your art this coming year? Are you guys going to, in 21, are you going to plan another art show like you had the Moto Mash? And if so, Uh are you going to enter into your own shit? Because now you're like the consummate artist. I... I would love to do another art show. Um, it was there. There like, oh, fuck. It was a lot of work. I bet. So I would think but like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Bula kind of like let me just do that thing. Like sometimes you know she she like she got her things that are like important to her that I'll be like okay yeah like you know and then the moto match was kind of my thing. So I think like my goal would be. So actually, the 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 owners of uh, Mind and Mill, where we had our show, are also like Luke is the the owner of um, Frequency Factory. Oh, okay. So um, his brother and him uh, do Mind and Mill, and so I think a goal would be to put together enough pieces to have my own show there. You just you know, and I, I yeah, I'll sell the stuff if someone wants it, but kind of. I, I would love to do that, like have my own show at, at Mind and Mill. That'd be awesome. And it sounds like they're still open, so at least they haven't got closed down by COVID or anything. So that's Yeah, nice. no, they're actually – so it's like an art thing, but they also do like uh, media and marketing for a lot of other companies. Gotcha. Good. Good so, for them. So, they're, so they'll still be there. And it's so that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do like, you know, a series of these you know, people as other people and, and do something like that. <laughs> yeah. That I'd love to see. That'd be so goddamn funny. I would definitely. And Hey, this is a show called creative writing. And guess what? We might know uh, an artist or two on this show. Yeah. So maybe I could send them your it's way. It's kind of perfect, right? Creative writing. Yeah. That's exactly why I wanted writing. to have you on here. Creative. Yeah. Creative writing. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone gets the yeah. joke. We I'll all send get the you joke. That, I'll send you that <laughs> Warhol because I don't think I have it posted on my store. On my, okay. My yeah. Thing, but I thought it came out pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, my final question. Uh, assuming that it's going to happen this year, I it usually happens in the summer. So I hope by then everything's back to normal. Are you going to show up at the Pasadena Chalk Festival and get yourself a little square to color in? I've never even heard of that. Oh my but god! Now I'm now I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, anybody can anybody can uh, get reserve a little spot, and we have we're talking like uh, artists of every level. Some of them don't even finish. You get the whole weekend to. Um, I think you get Saturday and Sunday to draw it, and then Sunday afternoon they do. Uh, uh, judging and so and, oh, and, and like I said cool. they do judging but not everybody you know some some people get it for their kids and then their kids just draw art in the thing but it's a okay. it's a whole festival that goes on downtown in uh, Pasadena yeah and, and your shit like after seeing your stuff this summer uh you are a shoe in for a spot there so yeah hopefully we see you hopefully they have it first off and if they do yeah, I'll definitely like check it out and look yeah. into that because I would love to do that. Yeah. I, I wanted to do, um, I kind of got fucked, I, I got pissed because I wanted to do a 3D piece so that like my neighbors could take photos with it because, gotcha. um, you know, the, you can do that with, with chalk. Yeah. And I started it and my fucking neighbors like uh, turned on their sprinklers nice. and let it like go for way longer than they should have. And it just, became a thing where I had to give up on that dream. That so maybe that would be the time to like 
really execute a 3D piece. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. They look they they look cool cuz obviously from one side they don't look like anything and then you come around to the front and it feels like something's right there in front of you. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh yeah, check it out. Hopefully they have it this year. But it's a big deal. It's like a whole weekend long in Pasadena, usually in the summer. So I'm hoping by summertime things are back to normal. Yeah, especially cuz if it's outdoors, like maybe could, yeah. we could still do it. For so. sure. Yeah, go yeah, get your. Yeah, I'll definitely look into it, and if it's a thing, I, I'll I will definitely do it. Hell's yes. Well, Connie, I'm gonna let you go. You got a dinner meeting that you're totally late for because you sat around and talked to me. But thank you so much. Yeah, for no, out. I had fun. It was good. It definitely like was good to to chat and yeah. we had fun. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I miss I miss the Moto community. Hey, before you leave, any. Any place where people want to check you out, I'm going to tell you go to Girl on a Moto. I forget if there's underscores in between there, but I'll I'll put it correctly in our uh, show notes and on our Instagram. But you got to go check out Girl on a Moto. You guys have been doing a fabulous job ever since you launched of uh, doing a podcast. Um, is there yeah, any- I promise we're going to get our shit together and no, listen, <laughs> get some more stuff out. Given this, you year, know what it's like. You know the struggle is yeah. real. Given this year, dude, I had a I have had to fake a show with my kids once. Like we just sat around <laughs> and talked about chickens and shit, and it's like. <laughs> Okay. There's literally nothing going on. Like, what am I going to do? Um, yeah. So anywhere else people can check you out. Um, you guys got a website or do you guys have a blog or do you yeah, have other so social we, media? Uh, we have girlonamoto.com. And so, uh, there's like some blogs that Viola has wrote there, just like photos. And then, um, we're on, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Um, on my personal Instagram, I'm, I'm raised Helen babies. And I do have like some, like, uh, you know, those stories that you could keep on there. Yeah. Uh, I have my, my chalk stuff on oh, there. Oh, sweet. So there, that's where you can go check out what we're talking about. And, yeah. um, yes, Helen babies, you know, uh, the motorcycle man gave you that name, Helen babies because of, Oh yes, Helen yes. Babies. Helen babies. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're the same ones that gave me the name junk. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks Connie. Thank you for hanging out. Um, We'll have you back on because I want to talk about making tamales. I want to talk about you know your mom at some point. I know you're uh, you're a big you love your mom and you talk about her a lot. And uh, maybe for Mother's Day, have a little special and just get you on and find out what the hell like you got crazy planned for 2020 and uh, 2021 and where you're gonna be. So, yeah, definitely. That sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, Connie. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, Connie, for being this week's guest. You have a way with words. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's show. Please leave a review in iTunes. Become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash creative writing. Also, email us, you pricks. Happy and safe holiday. We will see you next year, you disgusting meatbags. I mean, fellow humans. go god damn tobor is this thing still recording if you can hear me oh my god 2021 be ready everyone be ready <laughs> be ready and happy all happy new year
Hey everybody, this is Junkie Turdman, just here to remind you that this holiday season, Mama Clobman and the Clobman and Pickles Foundation informed me that they've got a new product coming out for y'all. You ready for this? This season, replace your hot chocolate with new pickle teen. Clobman's is the number one pickle for motorcyclists around the world. It's been creating generations of winners on the track, off the track. You're a loser, basically, if you don't uh, eat the Clobman's pickles. But, you know, that's what they pay me to say, at least. And Clobman's are tasty. But you know what's not tasty? Eggnog. People make jokes about it. Fruitcake, right? People make jokes about that. So this holiday season, give new Clobman's pickle teen a try. Put a little pickle in your holidays. You'll love it if you did. So will Clobman's. Clobman's Pickle Team. Only at Hetty's down on Front Street. Happy holidays. And a pickle to you and yours. <laughs>